Hello, and welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Kevin, and I'm joined by my wife, Mary. We are a uniquely ordinary Midwest couple pursuing what it means to live our values out loud, release expectations, and dedicate ourselves to growth and the pursuit of our most authentic selves together. Hello, welcome back to the newest edition of Growth-Minded Marriage Podcast. Today, we are reviewing the week that just finished, which is October 9th through Friday, October 15th. This is our Saturday morning. All three of our kids are watching the iPad downstairs. Our babysitter is not here this morning, and she won't be coming today. We had a conflict of schedule, so Kevin and I are just hoping to be able to get this recorded without interruption. So we'll see how it goes. Kevin, Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Mary. (laughs) It's a pleasure to join you this morning. I am feeling so much lighter and relieved. I just had my class, which I've been mentioning for the last two episodes and preparing for that class for the anesthesia school here in Missouri. And it's over and it went, I think, as well as it could. And I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of my students. And I'm happy to be on this side of it. We're all proud of you too, Mary. Yeah, are you? Kevin's happy I brought home leftover pizza. Yes, that's what I'm most proud of, actually. (laughs) It was a three-hour class on a Friday evening with all graduate-level students, and I asked our program director, I'm like, I think this class is going to need pizza and snacks. Can you uh, make that happen? So the school was very gracious and bought us all pizza, and I brought some snacks and pop, and it was I think it was as good as it could have been, and I was... um, yeah, I'm happy to be on this side of it. So, Was it a class or a sleepover? <laughs> I like to make my classes immersive like a sleepover. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's get going. Kevin and I actually have done a bit of a edit on our questions. We had six questions. If you listen to last week's episode, I think we give a little bit more of a specific overview of what we're trying to do here on this podcast. But we have been discussing and we are going to edit out two of those questions that feel just a little bit repetitive. And I think it's going to help us streamline our answers and bring back some of the banter between Kevin and I. So we're going back to kind of where we started in season one with a little bit more banter. So hopefully everyone is on board with that. Let's get started with our first question. Kevin, what's something new or interesting or different you encountered this last week? Um, Well, to be honest, I was thinking long and hard about this one last night, and I was trying to come up with something, and then a light bulb shot up. If nothing is coming to mind, maybe I should just not fake it. And the truth is, I had like this great string of books for like two years. It was just like great book after great book after great book. And probably for like the last three months or so, I don't think I've even finished one. And I think that I might just be in like some sort of a learning lull. So this question actually made me realize that I think I need to change things up a little bit. And I think this week I might like look into enrolling in like an online course or something different. So I have something new to bring to the table. Ah, very interesting. I think the last book you read that was really great that you talked about was Think Again by Adam Grant. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was mm-hmm. probably the last book that I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> Boy, maybe it's been longer than three months now. Uh-huh. I don't know. I can't remember. We would know on our podcast. We could go back. But Okay, well, my new thing is a podcast that I listen to and like. 
It is the podcast Being Well by Dr. Rick Hansen and his son, Forrest. I've mentioned it here before on the podcast. Their latest episode is episode number 175, and it is called How to Build a Relationship That Lasts. It was very fateful because this month, Kevin and I are diving deep into cultivating relationships in our Soul Matters group, which is the deep listening group that we do through our church. And he gave a bunch of little exercises you could do with your partner. Um, He was mostly talking about like a loving relationship partner, but one stuck out to me as the one that would make me so deeply uncomfortable. And I thought, oh, maybe that might be fun to do as our new fun thing in this little segment of our podcast. Oh, do you want to hear what it is? I I thought you were just going to describe it. You want to do it. Okay. Well, everyone can go and listen themselves to hear him describe these exercises. I'm not going to take the time here to describe them all. But one of them was a way to feel more connected to your partner. And basically the entire premise of episode 175 on Dr. Rick Hansen's podcast is lasting relationships are made, not found. And I just had this light bulb moment like, Oh, that's why our podcast, Growth, Mind, and Marriage, feels good to Kevin and I because we're putting, it forces us to put effort in. And effort breeds results in a lot of arenas. And I think in our relationship, it just forces us to keep coming back to putting the effort in, which is just like an interesting idea that I don't know we could have put a pin on when we started this process. So this is a long way to say, let's do something really uncomfortable. And the. I already got half my clothes off. The exercise was to hold hands and to look into each other's eyes for a breath or three or four breaths or a half minute or a minute, as much as you could tolerate, I think, up to a minute, and then just see what it brings up. Just like get curious about how that feels and what happens. So I didn't know if you wanted to do that with me right now. I feel like I'm already holding you in my heart, so. (laughs) Similar to this exercise, I think if you went all the way back to the beginning of our podcast, you would hear us saying how deeply uncomfortable uncomfortable it is to be talking six inches away from someone into a microphone and looking into their eyes like it's it's uncomfortable and now that feels less uncomfortable so do you want to try it sure should i put my pants back on though (laughs) i think this is a pants on exercise okay all right well i um currently i'm just gonna let the podcast roll and in editing i'll see if it's awkward silence or i'll put in a little like elevator music while we do this let's just see what happens okay like what you're what are you, you doing? This I remember isn't... this feeling of trying to hold your hand and it's like an awkward like your arm's too long and for mine and it's always like you've got loosey goosey hands. You're holding me like you're well, uh, I like can't... your Catholic school dance. <laughs> well, I know but but this feels we're not doing well already. Well, how do you hold each other? There's hands just not enough sitting... room on the table, uh-huh. I think. Here, let me You're so delicate. Okay. All right. So, do a few breaths and then we'll talk about how it feels. I think we're supposed to be quiet, though, Mary. Okay. I'm not breathing. I'm good. (laughs) Boy, you are incapable of sitting still, aren't you? It's very... Okay, well, why don't you talk about how it felt for you? 
Okay. Which is what the exercise is supposed to be. Talk about what it brought All up. Right. In spite of Mary's every attempt to ruin the exercise that she chose to do herself, honestly, I got this intense appreciation for how much fun you are, which honestly, mm. I have not felt for a long time. Really? Yeah. It was almost like a shocking realization. Like, <laughs> This person's actually enjoyable to be around. <laughs> I don't know that I had any shocking realizations. I'm very in my head with all of these things. You were clearly distracted. I was very distracted. Yeah. I was thinking about the thinking about having having to do the thinking. Uh-huh. And probably trying to think of what elevator music you wanted to play in the background. <laughs> very cool. If this is not a um, finger on the pulse of our relationship... I'm not sure what is. Mm -hmm. All right. Very cool. Well, thanks for doing that with me. If anyone else is interested in those three exercises, one of them was about interviewing your the person you're in relationship with. Basically, Dr. Rick Hansen was saying that we don't know each other as well as we think we know each other. And I had another light bulb moment like, oh, yeah, that's why, again, this podcast is so cool for me when I'm editing because I get to go back and listen to all of these stories about us and you that would have just passed by. And I get to hold on to them a little tighter this way. Okay, next question. What drains your energy this week, Kevin? I, I hate to keep sounding like a broken record here, but stick with me. Uh, what drained my energy this week was our children. We've been doing a lot, both kid activities and family activities. And our kids are just tired. It just kind of feels like, we're not putting them in situations to be really successful. And then I feel like we're kind of reprimanding them for decisions they make in the environment that we've created for them. So like we had to go to my nephew's Eagle Scout award ceremony and we just didn't prepare them successfully. They ended up being a little disruptive. They ended up having like some outburst of laughter and moments in which probably shouldn't have been laughing. And we ended up having to remove them from the ceremony because of the distraction that they were causing. And part of that was we've never done something like that for years because of the pandemic. We didn't ourselves know what to expect. And they, you know, we had just been running from one place to one place to one place. On one hand, I know that they need to be respectful, but on the other hand, it just, we didn't do our best to put them in a situation to be successful, and that's on us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Kevin and I had a conversation about how poorly that whole interaction at the Eagle Scout ceremony went. And I think um, we're on the right path because we realized our hand in it, and we also realized that there are expectations that our kids did not meet. But we needed to do a better job of making those expectations extremely clear. Mary, what uh, drained your energy this week? This week, I am going to try to be extremely brief. I had a bunch of what I think was imposter syndrome, which is the feeling that you are not the expert in the room, that you are not as great as you think you are, or that you should not be leading people. And I was feeling it around the class that I taught yesterday and it's not a feeling I f normally feel, I would say, but for some reason, I just really laid into this imposter syndrome feeling, and it felt really, really icky. I do want to say one teeny little refilled my spirit, although we removed that question. But the class was Friday at 3 p.m., and from about like 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 
I just threw at myself all of the things that I know make me feel good. And man, I have come so far with recognizing what makes me feel good and what refills my spirit. And I wanted to share that I did find a new yoga nidra meditation, which is that sleep-like state that allows you to deeply relax and deeply know yourself. And it worked so well. I felt so fresh and calm and like the bodily feeling of stress that I had, particularly in my jaw and in my throat was gone and it did not come back um, the rest of the day, which I was like, all right, well, shame on me for saying yoga nidra didn't quite land. And I was proud of myself for continuing to go out and try to find a resource that maybe landed a little bit better. It was a different woman with, with a better for me voice. So that is what drained me and refilled me. Nice. Snuck that in. I have to say, I was so scared of, you know, those moments of getting into imposter syndrome that I kind of hid from them. But now, after going through that myself, coaching a sport that I knew nothing about and working through it, I was listening to what you said and had a little bit of like jealous feelings like, gosh, I really kind of want to feel that imposter syndrome again. Because you know you're doing something outside your comfort zone. Kathy Gottberg, who's been on this podcast she said to me once that if she's addicted to anything she's addicted to growth i'm like eh, i kind of feel that <laughs> just feels good to um try something new all right next question that we have kept on our list is what is your gratitude from the week kevin so if we did this reflection on wednesday i would have actually made it about you but we're doing it here on saturday and there was a question prompt in My Soul Matters this past Thursday that someone answered that just really inspired me. And that was about cultivating a relationship with someone who is no longer with us. So my gratitude this week is actually about my brother, James. I've never mentioned him before. He would have been nine years older than me in my entire life. I don't think I've really thought about him. He died at childbirth. He was a premature baby. My mother never held him. He died, I think, three hours after he was born. And it was, it's just kind of like a something that was part of my family's life before me. And growing up, we would put flowers on his gravestone, and I would never really think about him. But that question really kind of got me thinking like, what our relationship would have been if he wouldn't have died at birth. And maybe some of the challenges my family faced wouldn't have happened because of his presence. And, you know, having an older brother nine years older than me, like, could he have helped me through some of the challenges of, you know, puberty and adolescence as a male? And and then, like, oh... If he was born, I never would have been, which I never thought about before. Part of the reason why he didn't make it is that my mother's cervix was basically inept. And after a result of losing him, she had surgery that allowed basically for her cervix to be capable of holding me. And he was a premature baby that if he was born today probably would have lived and it was just like wow like for all of the millions of 
miracles that have to happen for life to exist, like there's one more in my quiver for my existence to even come into fruition. I never even thought about it before, but it just like, I don't know if I can ever really go on without appreciating, you know, the sacrifice that he never intended to make for me. So that's my gratitude. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's meaningful to think about the people who didn't mean to leave a mark on our life, but have. And I just think that's maybe all we can hope for, for each of us. Is there much more than that? I'm, that's a big, bigger, deeper question, but I don't think so. Sure. All the ripples. All right. Well, this got and is going to continue to be a little bit more of a deeper topic. I, too, am sharing something from Our Soul Matters. There's so much crossover between what we do in Our Soul Matters group twice a month and what this podcast is doing. And because Soul Matters is something that we have to put energy and time into, I think it, it as it's supposed to, it spills over into the other aspects of our life. And one of the questions that I answered this month was called, At Least 10 Reasons Why You Love Them. Kevin's finally going to get something that he's wanted from me from a long time. So oh my goodness. I would have, when you said that, I naturally assumed you were going to be talking about someone else. <laughs> Let me read what I was prompted to reflect on and write in case other people are interested. We talk about soul matters so often. And here is an exercise that you could do yourself. Relationships require comment, at least every once in a while. The precious people in our lives know we love them, appreciate and adore them, but it doesn't hurt for us to tell them exactly why that is so. This is what Kevin tells me all the time. There is something about saying it out loud that breathes life back into our connections. There's something about giving voice to the reasons for our love that makes that love real. So, Kevin. Without any further ado. I wrote that this is the first draft of what I've written. So, oh, so this is an unpolished document. <laughs> no, this is true feeling, I think. Okay. Well, I'll wait for judgment until I see the bound volume. Okay. Here it is, Kevin. Are you ready to receive my love? I've been waiting for a very long time. <laughs> okay. Kevin, you've changed many more diapers than I ever did. You load the dishwasher twice every day and run it, mow both the front and back lawn that are awkwardly somehow both on hills. You take out the trash and almost always put a new bag in. You sort the laundry and somehow manage to distinguish between girls' 4T and 6T clothes. You can take our kids to school and have actually downloaded the app that allows you to do the pickups and the drop-off. You actually want to go to our church and be involved. You would watch a rom-com with me if we couldn't find another mutual option. But also know if it gets to that point, I'd rather watch alone. <laughs> you let me know the ins and outs of me, of us, of our kids, but always tell me how amazed you are by each of us. You desire me, squeeze me, snuggle me, love me. <sighs> Against my insistence that I could use some personal space. You give me everything I need, everything I don't know I need or might need in the future. You listen to all my circular stories and venting and most always appear interested. You almost never tire of me or of us. 
I know what you give me is rare and precious, and I am grateful to have someone who endlessly loves the old me, the present me, the future me he hasn't even met. My mind gets so screwed up sometimes about what love is supposed to be or how it's supposed to feel, but somehow my body knows and has always known and tells me to don't be stupid and to hold on with all I've got. Because this is real love. Thank you, Mary. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My initial instinct is to say something, but I just don't want to. But thank you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Kevin, what are you looking forward to next week? Let's wrap this puppy up. Uh, well, honestly, I, I promise that I didn't plan this, but what I wrote down completely independent of knowing what Mary was going to say was that I'm actually kind of looking forward to spending some time with you and hopefully having that opportunity after our anniversary plans kind of got thrown out and then I wasn't feeling very well. And then you have been invested in this class. The last three weeks has been a little bit of a challenge for the two of us to be together. And I'm just hoping that there's going to be a window of opportunity for us to share and maybe try to do some of those things that we weren't able to do for our anniversary. But I need to ask my wife about that first to see if she's available. I'll see if I can pencil you in. Okay, thank you. I think there's some openings between 11 and 2. That's... It's the only time I'm not available. (laughs) I just wanted to share what I have written in my planner for next week because I think it profoundly states what I love most about our beautiful life. Next week in my planner, I have to relax, transition out of the stress of last week, and enjoy our beautiful life. That's truly what is down on my top three priorities. So I hope people have enjoyed hearing Kevin and I share a little bit more of our deeper inner selves. And through that, we are growing more connected with each other. We are maybe even more importantly, growing more connected with ourselves individually and building our marriage on that relationship. And I hope everyone has a great upcoming week. Kevin, any final words? I guess I just want to say, Mary, that I love you deeply and I appreciate everything you bring into our lives. And for everyone else, ever onward, and thank you for listening.